Welcome to Ella Go. My name is Lisa, and this is not just a podcast about running. This is a podcast to empower women through fitness and health and everything in between. Because let's be honest, ladies, this journey could suck if we don't get our shit together. Welcome back, everyone. So last week, I tried something new, and I put together this mini-series within the men's series. This segment is going to be talking about the men who are in the 30-plus age range, and you will see or you will hear a noticeable difference. There's a lot more honesty There's a lot more self-awareness. Now, I can't honestly say that this is for all men 30 plus, but (laughs) the men that I've spoken to that were 30 plus seem to be a little bit more self-aware on why they do the things they do. So with that being said, my first interview that I want to talk about is with Alan. And Alan was probably the first going into this project that honestly said why he didn't break up certain relationships and talked a little bit about where that came from. So have a listen. I, I enjoyed it. And I was way too afraid to be alone, way too afraid to start over, if you will. And I just stuck through this relationship and it was a bad idea. Okay, let's talk about that a little bit, okay? And I get that you're young, but you're now you're not that age, you know, you matured and looking back at that, well, I hope you did. Looking back at that time frame, you said a couple of things. You said something like, well, you said you didn't you were afraid of not being you didn't want to be alone, but you said that it was also a toxic relationship. How much time in that relationship looking back did you think, mm, I don't know if I want this? Oh, my God. A year, two years. I mean, I, I felt like I was all in. And this was my first really big relationship where I felt like after a month or two, I had already invested more time and energy and everything than I ever had. It's hard starting over for anybody. And you hear people that are married and divorced, whatever, and it's very, very hard. And learning how to cut your losses is something I've gotten way better at. And even in my life later on, I have people now where I'm just very sure of who I am, what I want. And they, girls will say, how are you so sure you know what you want? I tell them because I've already done this. I've already gone down this road where if something isn't working, I'm not going to keep forcing it. So it probably took a couple of years, maybe even the first summer when we were apart where we were just arguing and yelling. I'm like, do we even want to do this? And it was a terrible idea, but we quote unquote loved each other. And this is what relationships are. And we were so young and we both were so jealous and insecure of so many things, which is totally normal, in my opinion, for a 17, 18 year old couple. Okay. Let's just talk about you, okay? So you went, you're going through this experience and about one year into the relationship, approximately one year, you're feeling like you don't even want to do this. But the reason why you don't, you don't break it off is because you don't want to start over and you are afraid of being alone. Am I correct? Yeah, 
Okay. Um, and during that time that you had these red flags, as some people call it, or just this gut feeling, did you ever once said to her, you know, I don't know what's going on. I'm not feeling this. Or, you know, I don't like it when you, I mean, were you doing any of that? Now, I was not mature enough to use the phrases and the words that you were saying, but that was the underlying message. I mean, I was being an insane person, you know, just being so jealous and crazy. And it, it, <laughs> I wish we all could phrase those the way you just did. Yeah, but did you say it? You may have not have said it the way I did, but did you ever at one point tell her, look, I don't like this. I don't want this. I don't know if this is going to yeah. work. You have. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we did it back and forth. It became like a, a routine. Okay, yeah, but you definitely. both but you both stayed for how many years again? Probably about seven years. I'd say six or seven years. What? <laughs> seven years? Now, okay, let's let's talk a little bit about this. Let's there was a lot of things that Alan said, and you know, I, I think a lot of people can resonate with this. And where do I begin? First of all, he is talking about a time when he was younger, and I can totally understand that. But the reality is, is that people still hold on to this type of behavior, where they're not going to say anything to end the relationship because of fear of being alone. In fact, there are many, 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 many people out there that are married, that are with someone that will not leave, even though they want to, because of the fear of being alone. And that's on a whole other topic, and that's a topic that maybe someday we we will talk a little bit further. But that was number one. He didn't want to be alone. He didn't want to start over. So he wasn't going to say anything. And he said, I think it was in within one year of being with this woman, he didn't want to be with her. Seven years later, (laughs) seven years later, which is, to be honest with you, not shocking. Because the reality is, once again, how many people do you know that have been together for such a long period of time and are unhappy, even married and unhappy? And maybe it's you. Maybe you are unhappy. I think we have to take a step back and and ask ourselves, why are we staying in relationships where we are not happy? Why? Is it a fear of something? Is it a fear of the unknown? Is Is it a fear of starting all over again? Is the fear far greater, far greater than the possibility of being happy, but you would have to go to the unknown. You'd have to go to that place where you don't know what's going to happen. Is it far greater than that? I was really surprised that Alan said seven years later, but then I was surprised at that moment. But then I thought about my own self. So I'm not even talking about other people, but even myself. How long did I stay married unhappy? I knew within a few years that I did not want to truly be with this person because I wasn't happy. And yet I stayed. And of course, I have my own reasons. And those reasons are very similar to Alan. Not wanting to start over. Fear of being alone. 
fear of being a certain age and thinking, would anyone want me? I mean, these are the things that we ask ourselves of why we don't want to break it off with someone or end the relationship. In fact, it's more devastating to feel those things of being alone than it is to be with someone for the rest of your life unhappy. Isn't that freaking crazy? With that being said, Alan, I loved him because he was so, so honest. You know, I I really appreciated him for saying that he did not want to be alone and being in relationship for so long. And in hindsight, you know, taking a step back, he said, you know, we should have probably broke up the first year. We should have ended it. But we stayed. Both of us stayed. So something to think about within our own relationships and our own fears of being alone and, and starting over. Okay, let's go on to Dave. Now, I loved Dave's interview because Dave was coming from a place of not only being self-aware, but even seeking help, (laughs) you know, sought out help to help him with his emotional and mental space and maybe digging into you know, why did he do the things he do? He did. I mean, I'm not sure. I, ne- I didn't ask the question. I don't recall. I asked a question of why he went to therapy. But this is a man who obviously did some work and did some healing. And with that being said, we're going to go back to this stain in relationships where we really didn't want to be in but this is this looks a little bit different so have a listen to what dave has to say but the trend continued even though i was committed and we did tell each other that we loved each other and we were living together still the priority list was the same i was work first well maybe school was first at the time school and then work and then my daughter and then my relationship was after that Mm. so the the pattern and the trend was the same Mm-hmm. Although the major difference there was communication of saying, yeah, I like you enough to be exclusive with you. I love you enough to live with you. Uh, you're amazing with my daughter. Um, and the reason why it went that far is because she never put any pressure on me. Pressure on you for to do what? The marriage or her own family or... Um, Dave, I know you're in school, but can we talk about the future? She never put that pressure on me. So again, the trend and the the pattern was the same of like, okay, well, I don't have to leave the relationship because she's not asking me the questions I want to avoid. Mm. So what happened to that relationship, Dave? Well, I pushed her away far enough that uh, eventually she became involved with her boss and then she moved out of my place and into his and then got engaged to him because I pushed her away far enough that she would leave me and I didn't have to leave her. Were you okay with that? Uh, I was, I was definitely not okay with that. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not what I wanted, Mm -hmm. um, but that's because I was so used to getting what I wanted for three and a half years. Mm -hmm. You know, it was on my terms. And then as soon as it became on her terms, I'm like, well, that's not what I want okay, now I'm going to try hard. Well, she had, she did me a huge favor. 
and she didn't come back to me at that time when uh when she left me for herself or she didn't leave, leave me for another guy she just left this crappy situation that she was in she left me for something better for herself mm-hmm. and that did me a huge favor because it was a reality check it was a slap in the face for me so here we have a man who stays in a relationship not really crazy about it just kind of like going with the flow and not really i almost want to stay settling just kind of like hanging out and not really saying anything and not saying anything as he stated he wasn't receiving any pressure from the woman the woman wasn't pressuring him to know where this relationship was going didn't ask him the questions and not for nothing she you know she didn't ask or say anything even though from what i gathered you know i'm suspecting if she sought out to be with somebody else that her needs weren't being met but she certainly didn't say that to Dave. She didn't say anything. So she waited until for whatever reason she met another man that did fulfill her needs. Now, I wouldn't say that was probably the best way to go about it, but here we go again, no one talking about it, no one saying anything. And not for nothing, I don't think it would have been pressure for her to say anything to Dave by her communicating her feelings. There's nothing wrong with that. But by her saying nothing, he just stayed and didn't make a difference in his behavior until, until she made it known that she was leaving. Then he made an effort, which I thought was interesting. But even though he made the effort I wonder if it was coming more from an ego than it was really wanting to be with her and in that relationship. Because I get the sense that he really didn't want to be in that relationship. And it was just like, it was meh. That's what I gathered from that. Okay, now let's go on to Jeremy. And this is, you know, Jeremy, I would have to say... Not only did he do his work, but he was still doing his work, his self-work. Very, very self-aware, very self-aware, very much knew where the issues were coming from, knew himself. Um, And I'm talking about, you know, now (laughs) and able to look back and look at you know, the relationships that he was in. In this situation, it wasn't so much that he didn't want to be in these relationships. It was more of he didn't have the capacity, as he said, to express how he felt. So have a listen to Jeremy. Do you ever at any point say, look, this is what's going on in my head. Look, this is how I feel. Look, I, you know, this is, I'm giving, because you're saying I'm giving, I'm giving, because I want, did you ever say and communicate what was going on in your head to her to the fullest extent? No, no, I couldn't. I I didn't have that capacity. I didn't have that awareness. Like I, I couldn't say, well, look, I'm stressed out. I'm frustrated with this. Look, I'm doing all these things that I don't feel like you're receiving the way that I'm offering it. What's going on? You know, why aren't we on the same page? 
like I didn't have that language because I was still running this pattern of, of survival and I can't be too vulnerable or share too much because that would be used against me. Whether I, I had any evidence of that from this particular person didn't matter. That was just like the, the running pattern from when I was a child. And that was just, I'm always, I can't, I can't feel too much. Someone will take advantage of that. Someone will use that to hurt me. And so I got to stay safe. And so I had all these walls up and because I was such a giver, I ended up dating a lot of takers. Um, really in my life, I've only dated two women that were givers. All the rest were takers. Man, I got to tell you, Jeremy kept it 100. <laughs> he kept it 100. So there's so many themes that came out of this interview. And I love talking to Jeremy. In fact, I love talking to him for so long. The conversation went well over an hour. And we had to cut that interview just to fit in the podcast. Just so many things were said during the interview. So if you missed Jeremy's interview, please check it out. Uh, he really gets real. But with that being said, let's talk about a little bit what he said. So there's a couple of themes here. And the first one being that, you know, he was in these relationships and he did not feel comfortable to say how he felt because he said it. He didn't want to be vulnerable. And a lot of that had to do with his childhood. And he was very upfront with that, you know, being taken advantage of, having some trauma as a child. So him not sharing his true feelings was, again, coming from a place of fear, fear of showing you who I am, how I felt, and you might take advantage of me or think of me differently. So he didn't say anything in these relationships and tell the woman how he felt. This wasn't a situation where he wanted to leave the relationship or he didn't like the woman and he was just being complacent. He just didn't have the capacity, as he said, to formulate the language or formulate the words to tell this woman how he felt. So this conversation with Jeremy comes back to what I always believe in. The way you behave, the way you see yourself in these relationships, always go back to what you were taught as a child, your childhood experiences. You know, as Jeremy stated, and we didn't get as deep with the other men, even the younger men, and talk about why did they do the things they do? Why didn't they tell a woman their expectations? Why did they ghost? There's a reason for this. There's a reason for not wanting to say the things that they want to say. Why? Because at the end of the day, when you communicate to someone how you feel, you are being vulnerable. And for some, especially men, vulnerability may be seen as a weakness. Telling someone how I feel, whether that be good, telling a woman, you know, I'm afraid you're going to hurt me. Or I have experiences of women hurting me and this is why I have my walls up. I mean, could you imagine having that type of conversation with a man? It doesn't always happen. But could you imagine if it did? Like, could you imagine if you had, and whether it's a man or a woman, you know, I know we're just talking about the men here, but could you imagine how it would be if you felt comfortable telling someone how you truly felt 
how many relationships you wouldn't be in if you did that. Maybe not even be married. I know if I, for one, would not be, would have never been married if I had the self-awareness and the lack of fear. If I have said those things, I probably wouldn't have been married myself. Something to think about. There were many themes we heard today. There was the theme of childhood trauma. There is the theme of fear of being alone, fear of being vulnerable, fear of being taken advantage of. By the way, I'm saying the same word over and over again, fear. It's fear. It's fear that's stopping us from communicating how we really feel to another person. It's the fear of what they're going to think. It's the fear of what they're going to do. It's the fear of where you're going to be. It's the fear of the unknown. That's the most common theme of all the men that I've interviewed for this project. It was fear. Okay, so we know it's fear. And I think you all know this. You all knew this. And being in any situation, in any relationship, you all know that there is some fear. I hope you all know that or you're not in that, you've not done that first level of work where you have some self-awareness. But at the end of the day, it, it's fear. And how do we work on that? We work on ourselves. We have to continuously work on ourselves, loving ourselves. Because if we love ourselves, we are going to be okay to tell someone how we feel to the extent that if that person decides to leave us, even though we don't want them to leave us, we can't be anything but ourselves and be confident in that. That if that person decides to leave us as much as that hurts and kills us for some of us, we wouldn't have it any other way. You know, I will say that as I did these interviews and I spoke to men who were much older, not everyone had these aha moments. And you can certainly tell those who've done their work, who are still doing their work, and they'll say, I'm still doing the work. We're all still doing the work. It's not that I've learned and, oh, I am at this age and I already know everything. It doesn't work that way. And you hear it in some of the men's voices in their stories, that they're still doing the work. So what does that mean for the ladies who are listening to this? Be with someone that is doing their work, their self-work. Be with someone that loves themselves. And for the men that are listening to this, be with a woman that has done her work, is doing her work, and loves herself. Okay, so we're not done yet. We still got a couple more episodes to discuss and a couple more other themes to talk about. So next Monday will be a new series in the men's series. Just remember, every Monday we drop an episode for the men's series. And until next time, bye. Bye.